everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today. We are doing a bonus episode where we are talking some Netflix movies and it's going to be super fun. And my friend, Kristen Maldonado is here. And thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to get into the Christmas movies. Yes. So I, I can't remember if you have been on Hallmarkies before, but you've been on Rachel's Reviews before, but for people that are new to you, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little about what you do on your channel. Yeah, so I am a TV and movie critic. I uh, write for uh, my own site called Pop Culture Planet, uh, where I also have a podcast and a YouTube channel that's connected to it. And um, I'm really all about, um, you know, covering the world of entertainment, but also shining a light on representation and inclusion. So, yeah. Would you say that you are a Christmas movie fan? I am. Yes, I do love it. I've been watching all the Christmas movies as they've been dropping. Netflix, Hallmark, Lifetime. There's been a lot of good ones this year. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been a pretty, pretty good year, uh, I would say so far. Pretty uh, d- good start to the season. Definitely. And it's mm-hmm. like only November, so there's yeah. a lot more to go. <laughs> Yes. And for the most part, I feel like Netflix has delivered some pretty good uh, Christmas movies over the years. I mean, you've got uh, Single All the Way last year, which was one of the highlights. Mm-hmm. That was so good. And uh, they, you know, they had things like Jingle All the Way and, and uh, um, I'm not Jingle All the Way. Uh, they had things like um, Jingle Jangle. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was, that was fun. And, uh, but then they do have some big misses, like with the Christmas in California movies. (laughs) I like the, I like the ones from the production company that like do all the Easter eggs. So like, oh yeah. yeah. Where they'll connect like, oh, here's like a little reference to this movie in, you know, um, you know, the Christmas Prince and then, you know, the Princess Switch and yes. you know, all those connections. And I did notice some in, uh, uh, which, what no, oh, yeah. In Falling for Christmas, there's a yeah, good, I did notice some in Falling uh, for Christmas. Yeah. I'm like, what are the, <laughs> what's the, <name> of the-, <laughs> yeah, the Princess yeah. Switch movies were pretty, were pretty fun. Uh, and uh, I liked I liked those much better than the uh, the night for Christmas one. That, oh, that, that was, was cheesy, but it <laughs> it was a little disappointing. To me. Honestly, I feel like they set up something there that I would have watched a second movie of them time traveling, <laughs> going into the past. Like if I'm having my time travel Christmas movie, I want it to be nuttier. I want it to be yeah. sillier, mm-hmm. and and that is going to be a big I think determinant as far as the two movies we're talking about today like do you want silly or do you want like a little more grounded like what is your like what the preference is in movies I think I like it a little bit sillier like it was a little bit over the top and you're like what in the world like that (laughs) that's definitely something that I I think makes a fun a fun Christmas movie and when they have like the specific tropes that you're like ah there we go. They're, yeah, they're doing, there's yeah. the guy that's probably Santa. There's the, you know, yeah. all those, those different little tropes I think are really fun. Yeah, that's true. They also have the, uh, the, um, the Christmas Chronicles of Santa, mm-hmm. because that, that's something that Netflix can provide that really most of the other, uh, 
most of the other networks aren't doing is actually Santa movies. I mean, it's funny. They had this lights camera Christmas, which I enjoyed on Hallmark where they was you know, satirizing Hallmark and they were supposed to do in this, this, uh, uh, my favorite Santa movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, Hallmark hasn't done a Santa movie in so long. <laughs> Yeah, but it yeah. was a fun one. That was a fun one too. It was really fun. But I mean, it's been, you have to go way back to like 2015 for like a real Santa movie. I mean, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I think makes some of these, as you were saying, some of these Netflix movies really stick out because it's like there's a more whimsy, yeah, a little more yeah. silliness to them, which is fun. Definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. like when they had the Princess Switch three, there was like three <laughs> Vanessa Hudgenses, like. Yeah. Like that's funny. Thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the good folks at Baker Publishing Group. Looking for the perfect gift for the book lover in your life? Dive into some great dual time novels this Christmas where the past intersects with the present. First up, we have By Way of the Moonlight by Elizabeth Musser. Allie Massey's dream to use her grandparents' estate for equine therapy is crushed when she discovers the property has been sold to a contractor. With weeks until demolition, Allie unearths some of Nanadale's best-kept secrets, including her champion filly, a handsome man, and one fateful night during World War II, and perhaps a clue to keep her own dream alive. Next, Where the Last Rose Blooms by Ashley Clark. More than a century apart, two women seek lost hope. Abolitionist Clara is determined to help an enslaved woman reunite with her daughter. Alice can't stop wondering what happened to her mother in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. Faced with the unknown, both women will have to dig deep to let their courage bloom. Next, When the Day Comes by Gabrielle Meyer. Libby has been given a powerful gift to live one life in 1774 Colonial Williamsburg and the other in 1914 Gilded Age New York City. When she falls asleep in one life, she wakes up in the other without any time passing. On her 21st birthday, Libby must choose one path and forfeit the other. But how can she possibly decide when she has so much to lose? Then we have The Master Craftsman by Kelly Stewart. When Ava Lane's dying treasure hunter father entrusts to her his mission to find a missing Fabergé egg, she has no idea how high the stakes will climb or how her allegiances will be tested. Join the hunt in this lavish dual-time narrative that plunges you into the 1917 Russian Revolution, the fall of the Romanovs, and a long-buried Soviet secret. And finally, The Extraordinary Deaths of Mrs. Kip by Sarah Brunsfold. Frustrated reporter Aidan Kelly begrudgingly agrees to help a hospice patient prepare her obituary, but old Claire Kipp has some incredible stories and some surprises up her sleeve that promises to make this seemingly throwaway assignment a life-changing one. So head over to bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies to pick up one of these great books and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off these titles from November 14th to December 12th. That's bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off. Well, in our preview, uh, when we were talking about falling for Christmas, we, we all gave it... I, I think we all gave it an orange, uh, but and that's our, if you don't know, our preview system, an orange is like pretty good. We're excited. And, uh, and we all talked about how we really wanted this movie to be good. I mean, we want all movies to be good, but there is a side of us, I think that's all sort of rooting and hoping for Lindsay Lohan that she can bounce back and, and uh, that, 
uh, you know, she had kind of a rough go of it for a while and you just want to see people be able to kind of bounce back. Would you, would, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. This is definitely one of the Christmas movies I was most anticipating. I mean, I don't think, has Lindsay Lohan ever done a Christmas movie before? I don't think so. I can't think of one. And, you know, you, you, you want to see her win, you know, we, we all grew up with her and, um, I think that they did a lot of nice, like little subtle references to things that kind of connected back to her past, like mm-hmm. the Jingle Bell Rock uh, drop, you know, dropping that song, um, mm-hmm. connecting back to Mean Girls a little bit, and you know, oh yeah, yeah, giving a little bit of shine. Yeah, I mean, because it's hard. I mean, when I mean, I've lost two of my cousins to to drugs and drug related things, and it's it's just it's it's a tough thing to beat. And I, so I think that since we did kind of grow up with her, we, we want her to beat it. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, this plot, uh, I'll do a little summary in the days leading up to Christmas, a young and newly engaged heiress experiences a skiing accident after being diagnosed with amnesia. She finds herself in the care of the handsome lodge owner and his daughter and this Again, stars Lindsay Lohan and uh, Cord Overstreet, and it's directed by Janine Damien, who did one of uh, our favorites uh, with the Christmas Waltz, her and her husband, Michael Damien. They are really fun, really great. And we had them on uh, for our Patreon watch alongs that we do uh, Mm -hmm. last year. And, And we watched the Christmas Waltz, their movie. And and they're just great. <laughs> and so I was excited to see that she was the director. Uh, and you have a screenplay by Ron Oliver, who is like a legend in uh, these uh, these movies. He usually directs it, but in this case, he just co-wrote it. And so there were a lot of pieces to give you hope for this movie. Of course, Jack Wagner's also in it, who's always reliable. He's going to do a good job. And and. Uh, and I had never seen this cord over street. Well, I thought I had never seen him before. I'd never seen him in a movie before, but I guess he's on Acapulco, which I did watch and enjoy that show, but I, he was pretty new to me. Yeah. He was on Glee. So um, he and Lindsay actually had been in an episode of Glee together before. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I liked him. I thought he was good. Yeah, he he had that, you know, hometown hottie, you yes. know, <laughs> saving the town. Now the town's got to save him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that was very, it's a wonderful lifey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It was, that was fun. I mean, he was charming. He was, yeah, very wholesome, kind of a, a your, a, your lodge owner. Yeah, and I, I don't think I've ever seen him play a father before. I feel like this might oh, okay. be the first time, so that's fun and I mean the daughter was uh the little girl from uh in the heights that played the daughter of uh, Usnavi and and uh Vanessa so I was like oh look at that little girl she's killing it (laughs) yeah well and this movie was also all filmed in Utah so that was sort of fun oh nice (laughs) did you see places you recognized (laughs) well just sort of more yeah some places recognized but just sort of more like oh that's Park City I'm like somewhere I have to find that hotel holy cow Mm-hmm. with the cool hot tub and everything mm-hmm. it was a beautiful set yes and when they got into the Christmas decorations I was like whoa like they really they really <laughs> went out went yeah, full out did. on all the decor I thought it looked really good and it was filmed 
uh, it was filmed between November 8th and December 15th. So it was filmed in the cold, in the snow and everything like that. So that's, uh, that's always nice in these movies when it doesn't look too fake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're usually filmed in Vancouver in July. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, (laughs) what did you think of the, of this movie falling for Christmas? Overall, I thought it was really fun. I think one of the things that stood out to me, I know we'd like mentioned just talking to each other that it was like overboard Christmas edition. And I really liked that they took those elements, but also still kind of kept everyone likable. Like even the character of Tad, who could have easily been this like, this like fiance who was like villainized and made to seem like he was like really awful. Like he was over the top and goofy, but you know, he didn't do anything that you were like, oh, he's evil. He's the villain. It was more like you kind of rooted for everyone. And like, they each had their own little, like, I don't know, fun journeys that they were going on. So like, you know, when, when uh, his character and, and Lindsay Lohan's character, Sierra, both kind of, they both end up falling off that, that whole like mountain. I, I thought it was kind of like refreshing that it wasn't like, oh, he, you know, he pushed her or he, you know, didn't try to help her or anything like that. It was like, no, he's going on his own wilderness journey too. And I thought that was really fun. And, and I, and I, I don't know, I, yeah. I really liked that. Well, it, it, it actually, I think the original Overboard, I mean, I enjoy it, don't get me wrong, but it's actually probably a little more mean-spirited than mm-hmm. this movie. This is more, uh, yeah, like you said, everybody's kind of nice. Like in the original Overboard, he knows who she is yeah he does he does all of this to, to to out of payback out of revenge mm-hmm. for her yeah, um, so and so, there was a, a moment where i was like does court over street's character know who she is like you know because you know like the, the overboard story and i was like oh no he, he he really didn't well yeah it's weird because they have them meet uh at the beginning sort of. of the movie and yeah. uh, but she's just thinks uh he's He's just, a, he, she, he doesn't even pay attention, but you would think that if you literally just kind of met somebody the day before you would recognize them again, but, but yeah, it's definitely cause he spills on her, uh, on her fancy clothes mm-hmm. and, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but he doesn't, you would also think if she was a, an heiress, if it was like Paris Hilton or whatever, that, that. People Other would people recognize her. Would recognize her. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, I know you. <laughs> but nevertheless, I mean, it, at least it wasn't that thing. And like I said, with Overboard, where he, it starts out in this kind of negative place and then, uh, yeah. and then it kind of digs itself out because that's such great chemistry. And, it, you know, the movie works uh, uh, because it is so broad. But you have to be willing to like movies that are a little bit silly uh, to like Overboard, certainly, and to like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The the one thing I will say, though, is like, I think they maybe could have had uh, Lindsay's character, Sierra, maybe be a little bit more mean-spirited maybe in the beginning. Like, she was definitely spoiled, but she was, like, still nice. It just seemed like she maybe mm-hmm. didn't know, how, you know, was trying to find her place. Um and I think I would have liked to see maybe just a little bit more of like, maybe she is like kind of a mean, a meaner, you know, Scrooge kind of character, so to speak. And then being in this new environment kind of makes her, um, you know, nicer. Yeah. 
I guess. Yeah. I mean, she, she, def- she definitely had a journey of like not knowing how to do anything to then being more self-sufficient and independent, which I thought was a cool journey. But I think yeah. that they could have maybe had just a little bit like more bite in the beginning for her. Well, and one thing that is great about the original Overboard is that basically her being a mother is what kind of causes her to change. Mm-hmm. And uh, the relationship with the boys. And when she's leaving, you're like, Mm-hmm. and everybody's crying you know all that mm-hmm. but uh you know and it's interesting when they did the remake of overboard uh they gender swapped it and uh, it, it it i think it it worked pretty well it was actually a pretty good remake i thought when i when i uh you know first heard about it I was like oh this is gonna be a terrible but it was actually pretty decent i thought did mm-hmm. you ever see that the overboard yeah. remake? yeah i did yeah with anna ferris Mm-hmm. yeah I thought it was I thought it was okay mm-hmm. but um but anyway uh and you kind of still have that of like the the experience of raising children and loving so I because for children they force you to be selfless all the time mm-hmm. you, every day and 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 so that experience helps them to be less selfish <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, you really saw in this movie that she like, you know, bonded with the young daughter and like it helped her reconnect with like her roots with her own mother, like her own late mother. And, you know, I I just thought that there was like some really good messages of like kind of remembering those things. And also, like I said, like going from being someone who can't really do anything on her own to being like more independent and self-sufficient. And like, I found that to be empowering because, you know, like, she went from like not even knowing how to make breakfast to being like, oh, look, I'm like putting this whole thing together. And th- there was some yeah, funny yeah. moments in there, you know, with the toilet, like exploding yeah. up and stuff, you know, just like everyday chores, you know, it's hard yeah. out there. <laughs> I was thinking like, don't take on everything. Like maybe one day learn how to make a bed. That was very funny. I thought like yeah. her trying to put the top sheet on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was very good. But yeah, you see her grow. And I thought that when, uh, she would see the snow globe I thought mm-hmm. that's when like all the memories would come back because mm-hmm. they set it up so at the beginning that this was like you know her mother and, and just such an important thing and uh and so I thought when sh- she sees the snow globe again later that uh that she was gonna that that was gonna be like the trigger mm-hmm. but it really wasn't until uh the tell Tad and uh her dad come back and she sees them uh that she really you know got triggered yeah I mean uh, it was really her dad I feel like that she remember, yeah she didn't remember Ted <laughs> she was like who is this man who's giving me this ring that doesn't fit who's <laughs> <It was> like <laughs> yeah yeah and I thought Jack Wagner did a good job uh as her as her dad he's yeah he's just one of those reliable like bring him in he's gonna do it I'll... <laughs> And again, like, you know, he wasn't this like, oh, I'm this rich, spoiled, terrible, yeah. like, terrible man. He was like, oh, I just want what's best for my daughter. And like, hey, if I can give her like a great position and have her like, you know, do things that way, like I would love to. And then she kind of finds her own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, so she has this boyfriend, Tad, as we said, and uh, he he's oh, has a lot of energy. Let's put it that way. And it, they, I thought they, they, they found a good line between, uh, he's definitely the, the silliest character uh, of the movie, 
but uh, like at the beginning he's driving like a crazy person and and uh and then he makes her stop singing along to the christmas song i was like oh her 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 classic little bitchy darling <laughs> her classic jingle bell rock he's like mm. <laughs> he was one of my favorite parts i think because yeah, you know it was like a great balance of like they didn't necessarily go evil but he he was definitely a character you know yeah. he was the funniest <laughs> mm-hmm. character uh and <laughs> And then she, so he takes her up to the mountains and he proposes to her and he puts the, this giant ring on her and it's too big. And as, uh, he's, uh, he's holding on to her, there's, uh, an avalanche basically, and they get thrown down the mountain and, uh, he, he, he manages, he pulls the ring off of her finger so she doesn't have that on uh but um i don't know the whole scene was 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 very funny yeah and like i said yeah i I like that they they set it up that both of them were kind of lost on their own little adventures you know and he's out in the wilderness with this this guy who's hunting and like the two of them were i thought were really funny together like he's Mm -hmm. just like thank you for saving me yeah (laughs) like they they were really funny Oh yeah, especially when he goes and it uh, was it Ralph. Is it, yeah, the, Ralph. In the, <laughs> the the ice fishing cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was funny, and <laughs> and also when she gets found and, and uh, she's she says, "I'm not Jane Doe." <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, I it was it was ironic though the name that she picked, Sarah Sierra. I mean, they sound very similar. She was, yeah. was close. It was very close. That's true. I forget <laughs> why. I forgot to write down why the it's because it's the daughter that picks the name. Yeah, through the book one or of something. The animals. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny when they like found her and she's like resting in the 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 lodge. You know, that's where we get our little Easter egg to the other Netflix Christmas movies when she actually yes. on Netflix, you see a castle for Christmas coming <laughs> up and, you know, yes. you see all the different Christmas movies, Christmas Inheritance, Christmas Prince, Princess Switch, you know, yeah. holiday calendar. Like, I, I love when they do those, those little Easter egg connections and you're like, oh, so you can watch that in this world. So, you know, like I want them one day to do some crazy huge Netflix cinematic universe where like they all come together. <laughs> there's like seven Vanessa Hudgenses, you know, there's like all yeah. this, you know, a night and you know, a lodge and just everything. And like they're all confused. Like, how yeah. did we get in this multiverse? That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, you could have Kurt Russell there. Mm-hmm. It would be, it would be good. <laughs> yeah oh I would love to have, see it yeah Goldie Hawn from from Overboard you could have her there mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be really funny yeah but yeah Thad was really funny when he's like what kind of crap forest doesn't have a cell tower <laughs> yeah he's uh he's not used to roughing it <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and then he he's out and he sees this owl and he's like oh and he goes into this uh fishing cabin with this guy Ralph and uh I don't know all of that was was funny I was laughing consistently and you know she when she first uh is uh in the hospital she she finds out about the lodge uh, where she can stay and and uh she's like does it have room service (laughs) 
Yeah, that was one of the things that I liked was that they like showed us what she was like originally. And then when she lost her memory, they still like had some of those moments come back where she like yeah. just for, you know, her remote or like when she says certain things and then she then it's like kind of I don't know, like a like a recall back to, you know, what yeah. she was like. Like sort of like there's this innate, you know, something in her physically that just like automatically goes to do these certain things. And then having to sort of like relearn them or relearn yeah. you know, living life. Because you want when she wakes up for her to be still be the same, what she remembers, you want it to still, her still be the same person, you know, that, uh, that you know, they, they could still fall in love and everything like that. So if they made her personality like super different, then it would hurt the romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I like that the whole scene where she sees the raccoon out the window, that was really funny because I would be the same way. <laughs> like, like, wild animal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I said, I thought the, uh, uh, the struggling to make the bed scene was really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. that so hard. Clothes, trying to clean up the bathroom. Yeah yeah they have some like fun little montages like you said like with her doing chores and then also them like doing lots of fun christmas stuff and everything and then she finds the angel that was the his ex is his wife who'd passed away her angel and uh, so she starts kind of thinking well we we should you know put this back up and and of course like course he's a hot widower we see these all the time in these movies and of course his wife died around christmas mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody dies any t- other time in these right. movies but at christmas um <laughs> i i did think it was nice to see like that there was like a latino family kind of mixed in there you know yeah. like with, with his um daughter and and the grandmother mm-hmm. and the late wife so that was like fun yeah like brought that element in as well. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. And then you have uh, her when she's trying to get him to put up the angel, he that he gets a little defensive and uh, he says, what do you know about memories? It's like, so then they get this whole idea that they're going to do this event to save the lodge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, all of that was like 
you know, perfectly standard for this kind of movie, but pleasant and fun. And, uh, you know, you kind of, it helps build tension because you know that she's, she's gonna, that she's going to start remembering things. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I thought it worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. I gotta and, say, like, when they have the party, like, and she comes down in her fancy dress like mm-hmm. they just really did a great job with the fashion in this this show or in this film like yeah. Lindsay really rocks red like she looks so great yeah in it. it's true <laughs> she did she looked really good and they have a we kind of sometimes complain on this podcast about when they when they slow dance to Christmas songs mm-hmm. <laughs> particularly if it's like a religious Christmas song you know like it's just a little awkward when you're like dancing slow to silent night or, or away in a manger or something like that. <laughs> um, but in this so, one, they yeah, did it to uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas, which is a solid choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that Christmas cute. carols are not the most like romantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but they, they did pretty good here. And uh, you do feel like definitely, especially once there's this big crowd there that people would recognize her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I but, guess someone did her dad showed up. So yeah, <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> um, and yeah, like you said, there's this sort of, it's a wonderful life moment where everybody comes up and, and gives uh, everyone like people writing paper checks all the time in this world. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but they all put checks in the basket to help uh, help the uh, lodge and make and... it a historical site. Which I kind of was like, why is it a historical site? You know, like, yeah, I didn't get that part. But I mean, I that... guess it's a, I guess it's a pretty old lodge. Uh, I don't know how old something has to be in order for it to be in uh in the, in the world of this movie i'm not sure if you think it would have to be like at least 50 years at least hmm. but i guess if something's historical something's historical whether it's 10 years or or you know something just happened like if it if it is yeah. it is i guess but i mean this mayor can do whatever he wants so. yeah. <laughs> do whatever he wants <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so yeah, yeah, then Thad and, and her dad find her and, uh, and then she, she remembers and you've got this like montage of all the great times that they had together, uh, in the, in the lodge and the little girl is super sad. Mm-hmm. And, and then she tells him that she made a wish Christmas wish, but it was for him, for her dad. Uh, that he would find love there was a lot of elements going on here yeah there really was was like the christmas wish the santa is this old man santa i guess he is there's the (laughs) overboard element there's the wonderful life kind of element like yeah there was was a lot happening i'm lost in the wilderness like there was a lot going on in this movie honestly yeah and and also there's santa was there Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm his shenanigans and there's this like super fancy sleigh and uh all of a sudden it's there uh so that he can he he tries to ride the snowmobile but no luck Mm -hmm. and so he ends up in the sleigh and uh, she breaks up with dad but he he's not sad for long because there's the uh um doorman or concierge guy at the uh, hotel that's ready to go (laughs) Yeah. You know, I thought it was really refreshing to see that 
like Sierra made her own decision to just be like, actually, I don't want to be with Tad. Like, yeah. you know, because I feel like sometimes in like romances, it'll be like, well, she she got engaged him, right? So she's just gonna go and then the guy will show up and be like, no way. And then like expresses and she was just kind of like, you know what? Actually, I this doesn't make sense to me. I don't want to be with him. I'll go tell this guy I like him on my own, or I'll just do my own thing, you know? Yeah. And so I thought that was nice that she mm-hmm. kind of had that autonomy to just be like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be in something that doesn't work for me just because that's what it was before. Yeah, well, and his main reason it seemed like for wanting to date her was uh to get uh more hashtags and more social media. Yeah. He didn't seem like he was <laughs> when she when she broke up with him, he was like, Could I post about this? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. She's like, knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah. And then it, I thought it was kind of funny when he's like declaring his love uh for her to the limo. <laughs> And then dad ro- rolls down the window and he's like, uh, <laughs> very touching, but I'm good. I got to yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it all ends with a kiss, uh, under the mistletoe. So, mm-hmm. yep. Everybody yeah. coming together and saving the lodge, finding real love, you know? Yeah. So I think most people, if you're jonesing for a fun over the top comedy around Christmas, I think that this will suffice. I think most people will really have a good time with it. It, uh, I think Lindsay is great. I liked, uh, Chad. I thought he was, was, was really good. It made me laugh. I liked that. Uh, all the pieces basically come together, uh, but you have to be willing to like something that's a little bit silly. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, agree. if you like hate the original overboard, you probably won't go for this, but, uh, but it is a little bit less problematic than the original, uh, overboard. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think so. Even like little things like, oh, are they going to share a kiss? And like him, like his, uh, quarter of street's character being like, oh, well, I don't know if you're actually with someone. So like, let's, right. let's you know, like they're very like respectful of, of things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't think they would have been that, that they definitely weren't in, in the original overboard. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're different energies, but I definitely yeah. think Lindsay did a great job. She looked great. The outfits were on point. It was very funny, very heartwarming, great Christmas decor all around. Yeah. Tad was a standout to me. I thought he was one of the best moments just because yeah. he added that, like, over the top humor. I do think that there could have been like a like I said, like a little bit more bite maybe in the beginning, mm-hmm. especially with like Lindsay, just to like make a bigger arc of change. But overall I thought it was fun and and I did find it refreshing that like there wasn't really like a villain. It was more just like this girl has amnesia and now she's figuring out her life and being more independent and like choosing what she really wants, which mm-hmm. I thought was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So in the world of these movies, I would give this one, I think four out of five crowns. I had a a good time with it. What would you give it? I agree. I think four out of five crowns. Mm -hmm. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies merch store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. 
You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Well, let's talk Christmas with you. So this, uh, we got kind of another comeback with Freddie Prince Jr. And he hadn't done, I don't think, a live action movie in a while. He'd been doing voice work for a, a while. Uh, particularly in star wars uh he uh, he was on star wars rebels and some other things and so he'd been around but just hadn't been a starring in a movie like this in a long time mm-hmm. so that was kind of fun to see him yeah. i'm to be amy garcia it sounds like she was more of a dancer than a singer uh and that uh i had never she was new to me i i didn't know uh her but i guess she was on dexter and uh so have you seen her i know her best from lucifer oh from yeah from lucifer yeah um and uh yeah i guess that she was on broadway and did some other stuff and but i liked her i thought that she was very warm and endearing presence on screen yeah she was a lot of fun it was kind of giving like j-lo energy you know yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess just the summary of this, this is follows a pop star who got a career burnout and escapes to a small town where she finds not only inspiration, but a shot of love. And so basically the idea behind this movie is you have this pop star who's uh, getting kind of usurped by this new, the new next best thing. And uh, she doesn't know what to do. And she's feeling uh out of inspiration and she sees this this basically like youtube or tiktok kind of video from one of her fans singing the song and one of her songs and she's like well why don't we go see her and uh and surprise her so they go up there and her the little girl her dad or i should say the, the she's like a teenager young lady um she uh her dad is a music teacher so they end up writing a song together. And, and uh, so overall, what did you think about this one? This one was cute. It was giving me like Marry Me vibes, like mm-hmm. the J-Lo Marry Me, but Christmas. And I don't know, I believed Freddie Prince Jr. a little bit more as like a guy who's like, oh, this famous musician wants to write a song with me more than I did of like Owen Wilson being like, oh, I don't know this celebrity <laughs> world. Like, what are you talking yeah. about, Owen Wilson? You know that celebrity world. <laughs> And I thought that there was some really good messages about like opening up yourself to like new opportunities, taking risks, but also realizing that like, just because like new people are coming onto the scene of something doesn't mean that we have to like pit women against each other, Um, Mm. which I thought that was a nice message. Yeah. Overall, this movie was very sweet and nice. And if you don't like the over the top kind of comedy of, of Falling for Christmas, then you might be more, this might be more your jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, than uh, that but I did find it compared to because I watched them one after another and compared to falling for Christmas this one was a little bit more slow it was a little bit more boring I thought yeah I I could see that although I do love a classic like pop star at Christmas like 
Yeah. One of my favorites is a diva's Christmas Carol. You know, I love a. Oh yes. A diva I, <laughs> I I mean that's an all time classic. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know they're but, making a, a spin a sequel or sort of? I heard that, but I'm, I'm very skeptical. I don't know. All the pieces were so perfect for that one. I know. A you new know, how do you? Carol with Ashanti. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Oh. She, she actually did a lifetime movie. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before that was actually pretty good. Ashanti. So who knows? Maybe that'll be good. But uh, yeah, I mean her for being as famous as she, she is like her singing wasn't like that amazing it's like in you know marry me or things like that like the songs are so good but i guess oh, i mean it, yes yeah yeah uh yeah i don't know if i would say the singing was that strong for yeah yeah being about was, a pop star yes i i agree but uh, how did you feel about their chemistry did you think they had good chemistry they were cute i think i think freddie prince jr is very endearing mm-hmm. so i felt like I was kind of like, oh, Freddie. You it was know? sweet. It was sweet. <laughs> it was sweet. Yeah. yeah. And think? I didn't know that until I saw this movie, I didn't know that Freddie Prince Jr. has, uh, that he, uh, that he was raised in New Mexico, that his, uh, I think it was his uh, grandma or his, I don't know, that he has Latin heritage. Yeah, his father is was Puerto Rican and German, mm-hmm. and so he's like, yeah, the yeah. I always forget that Freddie Prince Jr. is Latino, and then when a movie like this comes out, I think it's really nice because, you know, I don't think there's a lot of holiday movies necessarily centered around like Latino families, mm-hmm. and the fact that like we get to see this guy that like we've grown up with and being like, wait a minute, oh God, this dude's part Puerto Rican yeah. like that's that's awesome and you know they were making you know traditional foods and you know mm-hmm. um I, I'm pretty sure he's fluent in Spanish you know like I, I think that's so, yeah. that so cool to see all of that and it kind of felt like you were learning like something new about him and, and kind mm-hmm. of seeing his heritage kind of brought to life a little bit yeah and on the Wikipedia it said that uh his after his father died that him and his mother relocated to Albuquerque New Mexico he was raised Catholic and it says that he embraces his Latin ancestry as his paternal grandmother was Puerto Rican and he is fluent in Spanish. So yeah. I, I had no idea about that. So yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they do work in the, some um, Latino traditions mm-hmm. in the movie, like making tamales, mm-hmm. things like that, which are so delicious. I love tamales yeah they're so good i was like what type of i couldn't tell like what type of latino they were supposed to be because i know he's puerto rican and i believe amy garcia is puerto rican and mexican and Mm -hmm. then i like i don't know my family doesn't make tamales but i mean i was i'll eat them like that looks delicious so i was like (laughs) i don't because i'm puerto rican i couldn't tell what kind they were but i i was like i'm i'm having fun let's well and she didn't seem to have been brought up with a lot of these traditions like she didn't know she seemed to have not and never made tamales before yeah yeah some of those other things so mm-hmm. but uh but yeah i mean it's fun when she comes in because everybody's like shocked and the um the tias uh, the the aunts when she mm-hmm. shows up and they're all like ah. yes <laughs> <laughs> i also liked the fact that they were very realistic about uh how many views this video would would have gotten 
yeah you know, she has only it only has 20 views <laughs> sometimes <laughs> they, they sometimes these kind of movies like they don't seem to really understand what yeah they'll either go know. really really high or like you know really just yeah it doesn't make sense that it's like so easy you know <laughs> uh, but uh uh it was it that was a lot of fun in the beginning and i i do think that they should have just made it a non snowy uh environment because the fake snow the digital snow that they added into this movie looked mm. terrible i uh, mean i would way rather have like fake real like real fake snow than digital snow digital snow looks terrible these are things that you as the Christmas master reckon, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> so bad to me. I was like, oh no. But I was but, like, why are they gonna drink tequila out in this? Like it's just snowing on them and they're like, gee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's Christmas tequila. <laughs> like I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> but but I I have to give Amy Garcia credit because they made her wear these leather pants almost the whole movie and they looked so uncomfortable to me <laughs> just like ah like she rocked it don't get me wrong but I don't know they looked so uncomfortable <laughs> to me they were so tight too funny yeah I don't know but uh but the the girl I think her name was Christina I think I think so yeah so she is getting ready for her quinceanera and and so they're planning this like dance and everything. And, and, uh, did, did you have a, did you do a quinceanera kind of thing? No, I did a sweet 16. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, but, uh, but that was a fun sort of dynamic. And it was it, the, I thought the, the relationship between the girl and Freddie Prince Jr. as her dad was very endearing. Yeah. I love like a strong father daughter bond, you know, cause I, I don't know if we always see that. And I, I love when it's like, you know the two of them you know mm -hmm. just against the world you know yeah it's cute I mean another hot widower we've got going on <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we we find out that he was a big fan of her like early work she's lost mm -hmm. her way of course mm -hmm. and so they start writing this song this christmas song which i think would be one of the hardest things to do is to write it because it's just like what else is there to say about christmas you know like, yeah I, I think it would be really hard to do something new for christmas but if you can then it's like you, if you can find a way to connect your song to either christmas weddings or sports you are gonna make a lot of money off of your song <laughs> yes and, and like like i said like watching the two of them like i believed freddie prince jr being like oh my god you want to write this song with me like a little bit more than i believed like the whole situation to marry me i'm gonna figure out like does freddie prince jr play instruments and like I don't know it was, it was just a very musical mm -hmm. you know yeah music, so. I mean it's like your classic high school band teacher kind of thing mm -hmm. you know like you no know, it's just enough to be pretty good but uh but not enough to be on that like higher level of like you know genius or whatever but just like solid mm -hmm. yeah it thinks and uh and so there's this 
girl named Cherry who's being kind of put in front of her by the by her by the um, record executive and uh, she's going to get to go on SNL and uh, and everything and I liked the fact that they didn't make her too catty yeah I no. like that it was you know I feel like the beginning when when she was like meeting characters like Cherry it was like a miscommunication sort of and then mm-hmm. as like you got they got to that SNL situation everything it was sort of like why are we letting these people pit us against each other like we should be uplifting each other and you know what you you go do it you know like yeah. you go do SNL and like enjoy like why do we need to and also I didn't like that that record executive was like okay Cherry's gonna do it oh actually never mind you're gonna do it now oh never mind you know like make your decision you can't yeah <laughs> you can't be switching things up like that at the last minute like <laughs> well and they probably wouldn't allow it on Siren Live. I mean, yeah. they have to promote things, and so you can't yeah. just be like the day before and be like, "Oh, sorry, we're bringing in a different singer." That was the that was like hours before. It was yeah. about to start. They were like, "Oh, someone else is going to come in." You can't. Just, that's not how it works. No. Um, but if it was, that's this is like yeah. very messy to like pit women against each other like that yeah. for what? But you're the one making money off of them. I didn't think mm-hmm. that was cool of him. Yeah, I mean, I think I would think that if I was the record exec, I would want to just have them both on the SNL. Yeah, do to what you know, yeah. like why, yeah, like why you're gonna make money either way. Why don't you just yeah. do your job and get them both <laughs> the attention they need? Of course, the uh, SNL thing is the same day as the quinceanera, mm-hmm. and uh, so she's gonna miss it after she's been helping them, uh, helping them. Uh, get ready and you see this in so many movies you know where the person will be doing the presentation and then they'll be like i have to leave <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this wasn't that cringe it was pretty good because she she it was just it wasn't like it was mid-performance or something like that like they sometimes do mm-hmm. uh and uh, so it was it was pretty good and as i liked the scenes when they, it was all cozy in there they're writing the song and, and, uh, and, and you, you get a near kiss and they're mm-hmm. getting closer and all that. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And then there's the big gala uh, that yes. they have. And I thought she looked really good. That mm-hmm. was a great dress. She looked very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was just happy to see her out of those leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> give, her, give her something else to wear. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Stuck in this one outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and she says that, uh, that, uh, that she says that I, I survived by throwing myself into the music. And so then they have this kind of fight and she's, he says, you've got to take risks. Was it just about the song for you? <laughs> it was more than that for me. <laughs> yeah. That, I thought that was like, I wasn't expecting that scene. I feel like, I don't know. Like he really just was like, I'm putting it out there. I yeah. like, she was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I don't know there was something about that scene that like I was getting I was like why am I getting teary why yeah he was like it was never about the song for me it was always you always you I and I think you feel the same way too yeah, yeah, I, I don't know it, I feel like sometimes in in movies it's like they you know you're waiting for like even in like falling for Christmas it was like right you, you waited till the very end for the guy to finally say how he felt about about the character so I was like surprised that it wasn't even it wasn't quite the end yet and he was like this is how I feel yeah there was still like 25 minutes yeah and I was like oh okay (laughs) I hope it works out you know like I wasn't (laughs) expecting that I guess so yeah you know that threw me a little bit I was like okay great like yeah Freddie Prince 
telling it like it is me too i i agree and because sometimes when you know you know and sometimes it doesn't take a long time to yeah. you just you're with somebody and you feel it and you might not like you might still date for a you know a while before becoming committed but you still knew pretty early on that this yeah. is the person this is you it know, you know i i feel like that was very um like refreshing and bold of him and like yeah. kind of reminded me of you know when i first met my husband and how he was you know very mm-hmm. like upfront and yeah. maybe that's why i really like it because i think also yeah. sometimes in projects like sort of like what we were saying about falling for christmas which is something i'm glad they didn't do is sometimes i feel like you have these these people that are you know falling for each other but they don't want to admit it and then maybe one person feels a certain way and they just keep staying with the person they don't really like or don't really want to be with just because yeah. it's somebody. And right. I'm like, I hate when they do that. And so the fact that Freddie Prince Jr.'s character is just like, I'm going to tell you how I feel and we'll go from there. And at first she's sort of like, well, I'm going to stick with this guy that I'm sort of with because, you know, another influencer type of, of mm-hmm. boyfriend. Um you know, I think it took her a little bit more time to realize, like, I don't need to just do what everyone expects me to do to, you know, be popular, mm-hmm. get followers, whatever. And yeah. Well, but she breaks up with Ricardo pretty quick, though, that mm-hmm. so, there, so there was never I mean, it, there was never that moment of like, you betrayed me, you know, kind of a thing like mm-hmm. there they it was just is is are is she going to take that sort of next step and take that risk? Yeah. Or but they it was pretty clear pretty much throughout the movie they both were into each Using other each other yeah yeah and uh and uh, that there was like this whole sort of montage of him being kind of sad sad and mopey and and then her being sad but she's in Times square being sad <laughs> yeah and then realizing you gotta take that risk yeah and and she's talking to some of the other people at the office and uh and she, he's like that one of them says that uh oh weren't you uh, didn't you have something going on with that piano player that piano teacher or whatever and it's like oh we were just friends and they're like you could have fooled us <laughs> yeah well speaking of when when they like do the big gala performance what did you think of it and when she brought him up and everything and yeah it was a fun moment like i i was kind of tweeting at or i was kind of uh I was chatting with you as I watched it and uh, the middle part, I was like, this is getting boring. Nothing's happening. Uh, this is just kind of bland. And, but then like the last 30 minutes or so we're like, Oh, this is fun. I'm enjoying this now. <laughs> yeah. I got to say thought, though, like we said, I don't think the music, the original music was that good. <laughs> no, it sounded very, uh, very, uh, tech enhanced. What did they call it? Uh, it, it, I would have just rather have heard her singing instead of what they did to her singing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there was nothing sort of special about the songs or you did not buy that she was like JLo. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still a fun kind of moment when mm-hmm. she, cause, cause they think, oh, she's not there. And then she's a big surprise. And I do think that Christina looked beautiful in her can say dress oh yeah when she went to the when they went to the quinceanera yeah i thought that that i was a really pretty dress mm-hmm. and you know she's got the crown on and everything like that mm-hmm. uh, and then she goes up to uh um 
Angelina, I think was her name in this movie. She goes up to Amy Garcia and gives her the crown and says, you know, now you get to wear one because she didn't have a quinceanera. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a nice moment, I thought. And she also had really pretty shoes. She just looked great. Yeah, a lot yeah, of great cute. costume pieces. Mm-hmm. What, what did you think about when she like showed up to the quinceanera and then like performed? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I thought, I mean, even if I didn't love the songs, and the singing uh, I thought it was a, fu- a fun reveal fun moment I was like maybe I'm just um <laughs> like I would want the attention on me so I'd be like why is this person performing <laughs> true you know? but don't they sometimes have that it can see it as they'll have like a, a I guess that's band true. or something or, or performance yeah, yeah but uh but uh, and also when you consider the fact that she's his only daughter Mm-hmm. uh that uh that he could probably afford to make this a little bit fancier mm-hmm. you know than if he had like a lot of kids <laughs> maybe but i yeah she it, yeah. i could see that that i mean definitely if it was like a wedding and i'd be like get out of my yeah, exactly <laughs> sorry this is about me <laughs> no offense you could come back another day yeah <laughs> that would be that would be my thought process i'm like maybe it's just me <laughs> yeah like and then we, performing it's gonna be me <laughs> yeah and then we get our our kiss and they're dancing and and all of that fun stuff so mm-hmm. i i enjoyed this one even if i thought the middle was kind of dragged a bit um so i'd give it like 3.5 i think i would give it crowns. maybe maybe three crowns mm-hmm. yeah something like that so both i think our audience will enjoy both these movies so if you get to watch them let us know what you think and thanks so much for talking about these movies with me i had a great time thank you for having me <laughs> and uh, how can people find you and all of your content um you can find me everywhere at kmaldo k-a-y-m-a-l-d-o and on my website popcultureplanet.net great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes so check that out also make sure you're following the podcast at hallmarkies pod and hallmarkies podcast all over social media and if you are listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews that really helps us a lot especially during this holiday season for people to find the podcast we sure appreciate it and if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is the best way that you can support us. And we have our watch alongs like we talked about with uh, Michael and Janine. And they're a lot of fun and a great perk for being a patron. And we also have the merch store where we have a bunch of new fun festive designs. So please take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. And Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you.